Welcome to episode number 11 of Industry Matters, powered by the VGM Group. I'm your host, Colin Brecker, and thank you for joining us this week. We are wrapping up Heartland today. It was our 2018 Heartland Conference this past week, and while the weather was a little bit unpredictable, it was a record-breaking number of attendees that traveled to Waterloo, Iowa for our three-day conference, and we appreciate everybody that attended. Uh, There were plenty of fun times, a lot of great education that happened over the past couple of days. Hope that all of you that and hope that all of you attended are able to travel back home safely. For those who were not able to attend this year, uh, we hope that you'll consider joining us next year. You can save the date as next year's Heartland Conference will be June 10th, 11th, and 12th right here in Waterloo, Iowa again. So please mark your calendars. We had originally planned on doing a bit of a live from Heartland, but technology had other things in mind. So unfortunately, we were not able to do that. But we have an extremely important update that we wanted to bring you from our reimbursement team of Dan Fedor and Rhonda Burmester on the prior authorization demo project and talk about that for a little while. So without further ado, we will bring in Dan and Rhonda. We are now sitting down with Dan Fedor and Rhonda Burmester of the VGM reimbursement team, and they have a little bit of an update. Um, As many of you know, there is a prior authorization demonstration project that was being conducted. Uh, It had a rather limited scope to just a few states, and Dan and Rhonda have a a little bit of an update with that. So, Dan, do you want to fill us in? Yes, thanks, Colin. Uh, That is correct. There was a PMD prior authorization demo project. And that was established in 2012 in seven states. It was expanded to an additional 12 in 2014. Uh, That project was slated to end uh, August 31st of this year. However, we recently received news that it will be extended in those states and expanded nationally uh, and actually include uh, many more codes now. So uh, this is uh, very important for those of you that provide mobility products that beginning September 1st, as a condition of payment, uh, many codes, I believe it's 31 to be precise, will require a prior authorization. What does that prior authorization process look like for providers who haven't experienced it yet? For those that have not experienced it, this will be uh, new to you uh, in all the other states other than those 19 that had the demo project. And it will require that you gather all the documentation uh, as you already have to do prior to delivery, but you do have to submit the prior authorization request and have a approval number, which will be called a unique tracking number, uh, prior to submitting the claim. Uh, So that is very important, and prior to delivery, actually. Um, One other key point that I want to make sure everyone is aware of, uh, for those of you that are in the 19 states that currently have the PMD demo, scooters were part of the prior authorization. Uh, As it stands right now with the release of this information, scooters will be eliminated from prior authorization come August 31st. Uh, will be the last day. September 1st, scooters will no longer be included. So um, that is very important for those of you that provide scooters to be aware that you will no longer have that option. Now, there's some consideration, I believe, Rhonda, being given that you heard to that? Yes, for um, because it, it's been recognized that scooters were a part of the demonstration, and now it's not in the national um, project that's you know being released for 
September 1 that is being addressed to see if that was an oversight. The other thing I'd like to add with that is we also know with the prior off process, it was probably a couple years ago they released where there was about 135 codes on that prior off list. Um, and they only had the power chairs and I think some of the group threes. They're, they, meaning CMS, are at looking for suggestions on what suppliers are looking for in the future for prior offs. Is it something in the orthotic and prosthetic world? Uh, maybe hospital beds? Um, I know they removed oxygen from that, CPAPs from that. So maybe they, um, maybe you have some suggestions that you'd like to share with CMS or with us, and we can relay that to CMS that you'd like to have to see a prior off um, be developed for that particular code because it is a good thing. It is a good process for suppliers yeah. to have that prior off process, as well as for the DME Max, they like it as well too because of the paperwork they get to see to make sure that we can get a clean claim submitted. Yes, yeah, so we were just wrapping up the uh, Heartland Conference. Uh, yesterday, and we had some discussion about prior authorization. Mm -hmm. And you recall that the question was, does, is everyone happy with the current process? And unanimously, everybody said yes. They're very pleased with the current process. The turnaround time is 10 days or less, which is really nice. And uh, they, they really are excited that this is going nationally for many of these codes. The codes included, just, just for your reference, will be KO813, which is your Group 1 standard chair, through KO855, which is a Group 3. Um, rehab chair. And all of those beginning September 1st again will require a prior authorization. Perfect. Yeah. I'm excited about it as well just to see what develops from this because it's a learning experience for everybody as well. So I'm excited to see what other codes can come out of this to help the industry as a whole. This will help with the denials and audits and all that um, jazz that we're used to dealing with. Yeah. There's still such a huge backlog at the LJ level. That is this one way that that they're trying to address that problem to to slow the slow the leak anyway. I would say yes, mm -hmm. yes, because if you get a prior off denial, you're not moving forward. Uh, they're screening, they're doing what they're doing on the back end, which results in appeals on the front end. Mm -hmm. So I, I think this is good. It's a win win all around. Uh, Medicare, it's it's very good for them for the as you said, the backlog will be reduced in ALJ, and the providers love it uh, before you deliver a relatively expensive product, you have an idea whether or not it's going to be paid for is a good thing. It's a pretty important thing. Yeah. I also think it's good for the referrals out there because we know we all struggle with documentation from our doctors and our hospitals, our sleep labs. I think this, you know, this can grow into other codes. This is good for the referrals for education reasons because then they know when it officially is found unfavorable, um, why? And you can share those letters with them, and uh, as you currently do with those that are in those states that are affected. But um, then they know what to document for the future, so it delays that process from getting, you know, doctor documenting what he needs to the patient getting the product they need. Uh, so one other key point about the uh, prior authorization that's coming September 1st is uh, for prior authorization, they review the base, uh, the power chair base item, and those accessories that the base is contingent on, not all accessories. So many of you may be aware, if you've used the ADMC process in the past for some of these codes that will now require prior off, you can no longer use ADMC. ADMC would review the base and all accessories, and the response you would get from ADMC would be the base is either approved or not, and these accessories, and then they would tell you why they're not, those that are not. Very important. Prior off, you need to keep in mind, is they will give you an approval on the base only. The only accessories that they considered were those that the base is contingent on, as I mentioned. So an example of that would be if you're going for a group 
uh, a group three multiple power base, they're going to look at the tilt and recline because the patient has to qualify for a tilt and recline to get a multiple power base code. So that was considered. All the other accessories you submit are not being considered. So you still have to make sure internally your staff's reviewing those accessories and making sure that a coverage criteria has been met. This is probably going to be, a, as we mentioned before, a relatively new thing to many providers. What education outreach are you guys doing? I know you spend a lot of time on the road and, and plenty of time on the phone with, with providers, but uh, are you guys doing any educational outreach? We actually have a couple of opportunities. Um, the first one that um, our members will have access to is a webinar we're doing on July 10th at 1 o'clock Central Time. You'll start seeing emails coming out to promote that um, in the, within the next week. So look for those emails. And if you're not signed up for our emails, you have to do that at vgm.com where you can get signed up. Um, but it, you'll be, they'll be promoting that through the emails on July 10th is the webinar. Mark your calendars. It's free to all of our members, VGM and U.S. Rehab. The other opportunity is our new Frontier Billing class. Um, you'll be able to learn about that as well. If you're in the Olympia, Washington area on July 31st, we'll be there. And then um, in Philadelphia um, on September 11th, I know that'll be after it starts, but it's still an opportunity to learn. And there will be other, oppor other educational opportunities coming up in between that. So look for those um, emails to come to you so you can sign up and learn. Great. Is there a website that people can visit? Um, the website to visit for our New Frontier Billing Show is vgm.com forward slash new dash frontier. So a couple of months ago, Rhonda, I know you did a webinar called Modifier Magic, and we got a great response from that. Are there any new updates on the modifier side of the reimbursement? Actually, there is. We were so excited that we had this webinar um, in January because we know that Modifiers are a challenge. Uh, many of you deal with the CO4 denials. You're, when you call to get help from your payers, a lot of times they tell you to reference the policy. So that webinar um, in January, I would say it was a modifier 101 where we, we explained a lot of the modifiers and what you should do with them, when you should append them, when you should not. We've heard great feedback from that, um, from our attendance. And um, people keep the, that, the webinar handouts as a resource right now. Well, since then, we've had some new information come out. We, if you deal with oxygen, you've heard of the Q modifiers that have gone into effect already April 1 um, with high liter flow patients or if it's a um, less than one liter flow patients. But they're talking about taking the average if you have a difference between the daytime and nighttime use. So we're going to explain that in the modifier webinar that we're actually going to have coming up in July on the 19th. We also have um, new information with the oxygen policy where they're going to start requiring the KX modifier, which has never been the case for the oxygen policy because we have a CMN. But this is an industry request because we have patients that don't want to, that don't qualify for oxygen, but they want to pay for it. Um, and we've had issues with getting a proper denial. So that's why this ox or KX modifier will be required on oxygen claims starting in August. So we're going to talk about that in, on the webinar. Um, so we have new, new things that came out. Plus we have uh, more information we're going to share, so we're going to make it more of a level two type webinar. So it's our second act with the modifier webinar. Yeah, and as far as mobility, uh, I have two two new things that are coming out. Uh, we have a KE modifier uh, that uh, began on um, June 1st and runs through December 31st. It actually gives you a little bit more reimbursement if you use it appropriately. We'll be talking about that. An article was issued several weeks ago on that. That'll be included in the um, webinar. 
And also uh, a heads up for those of you providing capped rental items that are repair, come October 1st, you will no longer need the KH modifier. Uh, currently you do, but come October 1st, that'll be removed. And again, we'll talk in more detail about that as well. So look for that webinar. Those emails will come out too. Um, but the webinar is July 19th at 10 a.m. Central Time. So watch for the emails, but in the meantime, mark your calendars because it's the second act for the modifier magic. Well, we do appreciate you guys always coming in. It's the wealth of knowledge that you guys have on the reimbursement side is always, I think, not only amazing to me, but but our members that you guys help on a daily basis. As always, we'll be having you guys on frequently on the show, and hopefully our listeners are enjoying the reimbursement side of things, as I know it's extremely complex and ever-changing. So we appreciate you guys joining us today. It certainly is, and we appreciate our members even coming to us with questions or suggestions, especially with this Modifier Magic webinar. We've had people ask us when we're going to do another one, and with all these other changes coming up, that's where this came from. So we're very appreciative of that, so thank you. Thank you, Colin. Thanks, guys. Thanks again to Dan Aranda for joining us and bringing us some important updates on the prior auth and modifiers. They put on some phenomenal webinars that they were mentioning, and they are great teachers in the classroom. Our VGM members have a phenomenal resource in Dan Aranda. Uh, Their expertise is second to none when when it comes to the reimbursement world, and hopefully you're able to take advantage of that knowledge. To all of our Heartland attendees this year, we thank you. We thank all of our vendors that made the show possible. It was a great night on Wednesday night at the Giddy Up Gala where we were able to present a check from the VGM group thanks to the generosity of our associates uh, and our members that attended, to Building Homes for Heroes, who we presented over a $4,000 check to. As we mentioned on the podcast, they provide mortgage-free homes to disabled veterans, and we appreciate all the work that they do and look forward to continuing that relationship. Thank you again for joining us this week on Industry Matters. We hope that all of our attendees to the Heartland Conference have some safe travels home. And we look forward to seeing you next year. Again, you can save the date for June 10th, 11th, and 12th for the 2019 Heartland Conference. And that will wrap it up for this week. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you next week. Thank you. 